I have the tea. I have the information. I have the trial and error that I have dealt with certain influencers, good and bad, and I'm here to share them with you today. So buckle yourself in. Welcome to Lashy Hour. I'm Lizzie, your host, a retired cocktail waitress now running multiple businesses. My mission is to stop you from playing small and help you build the life that you've been dreaming of by teaching you everything that I've learned. Consider me the lash sister you never knew you needed. Expect lots of tea spilling and martini shaking on all of the juiciest tips, tricks, and industry secrets. Hey babe, happy Friday. Welcome to another episode at Lashy Hour. Thank you so much for joining me. If you are new, hello, hi. My name is Lizzie. I am your host. Friday vibes. How are we doing? I do not want to come in here and start complaining immediately, but like, it is just like gloomy New Year's vibes. I don't think I've seen like a blue sky in so long. I am feeling it right now. My New Year did not start the way I wanted it to. I don't know about you. Um, I mean, I, I told you to take time off for Christmas. And I think on my last episode, I had said that my time off for Christmas was not long enough. And even with the festivities of New Year's Eve... I did not start this new year feeling refreshed, but I have a whole week off this coming week and I am so freaking excited because I am completely redoing my lash room, my lash studio, and I'm like decluttering and purging my whole entire house. I cannot freaking wait. And I'm also, I was telling my partner this last night, I am going to power hour this so hard because I want at least two to three days of doing absolutely nothing at the end of my week off. Like I want to be able to sit and watch a Harry Potter movie marathon by myself alone in silence. I need to recharge my goodness. But one of the things that I learned from my last business coach was she liked to take something called a think week, which is where essentially, I think she got this from Bill Gates. I could be wrong though. Do not quote me on that. But she used to talk about think week and in her think week, she basically like tried to stay off, stay off her phone as much as possible and literally like no social media. I know for myself over Christmas break and New Year's and spending time with family, I really try and put my cell phone in a different room and I don't don't like to be on it. I'm just someone who like quality time is my number one love language. So in those moments, that is important to me to like spend undivided quality time with the people that I love. But also at the same time, I'm like, I need the break. Like I need to be off social media. But the one thing that I really, really struggle with, which I hope this week will be able to help me is that if I'm not on my cell phone, I have this weird, overwhelming sense of anxiety and I don't know if it's because it's like a FOMO thing of like what is everyone doing that I don't know about is it like they're they're succeeding whilst I'm not online or I don't know if it's the fact that I don't know about you but I know about me I am literally addicted to my cell phone and I'm pretty sure this has been like proven in like studies that social media networks will create their apps to be literally addictive so that it becomes such a habit. And I know that you probably wake up in the morning and check your phone because so do I. And we check our apps, we check all of like, what is everyone else doing in the world? But we forget to think about ourselves. So point proven, I'm going to try and take a think week whilst I have my week off. And I just want to like be in the moment and just get stuff done because I should have filmed this episode like two hours ago, but I literally sat in my chair, had my lunch and sat on my phone. 
and then all of a sudden you look at the time and time just flies by. So if you've never had a think week, I will let you know how it goes. And if I enjoy it, I will let you know what I did and how I made my anxiety go away if that happens. And I'll let you know how it goes, see if I can recommend it to you. This will be my very first think week, but I'm really excited. So yes. So the episode that I wanted to record today is a different episode. I don't know if I've seen anybody really talk about this, but I have been using influencer marketing for, I want to say, three to four years. Like as soon as I started my business, I was really focused on influencer marketing. Now I have the tea, I have the information, I have the trial and error that I have dealt with certain influencers, good and bad, and I'm here to share them with you today. So buckle yourself in. The first thing I want to talk about is influencer marketing. What is it? Who can use it? Can it really grow your business? And yes, it can really grow your business because it really, really helped me grow my business. Now, I know that I had just mentioned that I really focused on it in the beginning of my business and I did. I really looked for a lot of influencers. I didn't work with all of the influencers that I contacted, that I reached out to. I only worked with a select few. Influencer marketing is essentially now it is really, really popular now. If you don't know what influencer marketing is, you probably live under a rock or you're just really not into the business world. Influencer marketing is when somebody who has a platform online, who has a community that watches them, that asks for recommendations, that just enjoys this person's content, when they have a great community that follows along with their life journey, with what they do on their day-to-day basis, their community is very engaged, meaning that they want to know, like I said, like what products are you using? What's your routine? What do you do for this? So it could be anything. Who could use it? Anybody. Like if you have a business, whether you have a product-based business, a service-based business, the only business I feel like doesn't really work with influencer marketing is like an online course um, or coaching, but that would be more of like a testimonial, but you would have to coach them and give them that online course to have that like honest referral or the honest feedback from that influencer. But if you are a service-based business or a product-based business, you can, you could, you should absolutely be using influencer marketing. You can essentially set it up the way you want to. And something that I know I always talk about, but market research is when you are scrolling through TikTok, through Instagram, through whatever you consume your social media um, content through, whether it be YouTube, notice how people kind of market you these products because either 50% of the time they're gifted things for free or the other 50% of the time they are paid for mentioning that product. Now I know on YouTube, I think this was like two years ago, there was something that changed in the YouTube community that you had to basically announce or acknowledge whether it was paid or a free gift or um, a, what's the other one, or affiliate marketing. So I don't know if influencers are as strict with that as they used to be, but before I'd be watching like one of my favorite influencers And at the bottom, it would pop up being like affiliated link or at the bottom, it would pop up being like paid ad. So in that moment, you know, they're being paid to talk about that product or if it was a free gift, they got something for free. So they want to share what the product was to help the business. So this kind of goes into my second point today is 
how to find your social media influencers. Now, you need to remember that, like I talked about, they have a community. And if you're going to give a free service for a free product or whatever it may be, you want to make sure that their community is the same like-minded people as the clients you want to attract. So for instance, there is a story that floats around the internet that is this influencer who had millions and millions of followers and she launched merch and she didn't sell one t-shirt her merch line was t-shirts but you get the point she didn't sell anything whether it was only a few or whatever but she did not sell her merch because her market was not the type of people who wanted to purchase these t-shirts another example that I can give you that can kind of help you make sense of what I'm trying to explain here is I was mentoring a local lash tech here in my city and we were talking about influencer marketing and she had an influencer that she worked with frequently who was like the perfect match for her. I think that even now they work together and I love like the content that the influencer creates for her and I think they're like a soulmate dream match together. I think it works beautifully and it just it looks right. She also had this other girl that had reached out again, like you may have the influencers reach out to you and I'll go into that after, but she had this influencer that she was considering giving like free lashes for or free services for. And uh, she was showing me this influencer and I'd said, I was like, to be honest with you, I would not. And she was like, why? Like, she's gorgeous. She has like, I can't even remember. I want to say she had like 500,000 followers and she wore lashes and she's a lash wearer. Like, why would you not give her a free set? And the reason why I wouldn't give her free services is because 500,000 followers may seem like, holy moly, that is so many followers. But let me tell you, so many people online buy their followers and you will be able to notice this by going and looking at somebody's follower account and then going to see their likes and their comments on their page, the two must correlate even slightly. Like if somebody has 20,000 followers, 10,000 followers, but then only three or six people are commenting on their photos, like that does not make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to anybody. And the point behind this is people can buy followers. So 500,000 followers. And so I'd said, doesn't necessarily mean that she has 500,000 followers. And then what I did was I clicked on her followers and I scrolled for 20 seconds and all of her followers were men. Looking at her photos, she was a beautiful girl. She had a great body and she used her body to build her platform. Now there is no shame in that. Like you do you, you hustle for what you want to hustle in. It is none of my business or even your business. But as a logical point for a business owner to pick someone like that to give a free lash set to, for that influencer then to go on her stories and say, I just had the most amazing experience with Lash This Lizzie. She did my lashes. I've never had lashes as good as this before. Um, this is her link or her profile to book an appointment. Make sure you follow her. The guys that follow her are not looking to purchase lashes. Maybe they have like, 
a partner at home, like a girlfriend or a wife that they could buy a gift card for, but they're just not the audience we're looking to attract. We don't want to attract them. So if you're going to look for an influencer, then you definitely want to be looking for somebody who has the followers who you want as clients. Another thing that I'd mentioned was that influencers can also reach out to you, which is amazing because that really puts the ball in your court. So in this sense, you can really say yes or no. You're not scrounging. You don't have to really beg for somebody to come in for a free lash set. I mean, who's who has to be begged to come in for free lashes anyway? Not myself. But if they come to you, then you know they're already interested. And all you have to do then is kind of do the research and the background check on them to see if they are the right influencer for you. Because if they've reached out to you, they've probably watched you for a while. They've probably seen your vibe and they've probably been recommended to you and they know that they would probably already get along with you. So it's a bonus that they've reached out to you already rather than you like cold calling or like cold DMing somebody that has never heard of you before or never seen your work before or you know what I mean so it is definitely a bonus when that happens but this is kind of nice because they've come into you asking for basically a deal so if you can create the deal yourself and not have it on their terms is a win-win for you but it does have to be fair now how to pay your influencers because this can be a controversial topic and I was very close to starting a product-based business, which that's a whole other story for a whole other podcast episode. Um, if you want me to chat about that or like my knowledge and my learning growth through trying to start a product-based business, let me know because I'll get into it and uh, there is definitely some tea in that. But you have to put yourself in their shoes. So I have done a lot of research behind this, but a lot of it really comes down to common sense as well. With how to pay them, you have to be able to communicate and talk within each other for what you expect from each other. Use clear guidelines. So if you are going to work with an influencer, what would you like them to do in exchange for the lashes? So for instance, are you giving a free lash set in hopes that they're going to make a like a static post about you? Are you going to give a free lash set and hope they make like a come and get your lashes done with me real? Are you doing their lashes for a few stories for them to tag you in their stories? Or are you going to give free lashes for all of those things? That is where you have to put yourself in their shoes. Now, the information and what I've learned about the influencer marketing space is influencers do not like it when they don't get creative ability or creative space to do what they think looks good or works well with their audience, which is 100% true. If the influencer is good at their job, they know exactly what their audience likes and dislikes. So they're going to create content for what their audience likes. So instead of you being like, I need you to create this reel and I need you to include these words and I need you to say this thing because that's how a lot of product-based businesses work, which is why you'll see different influencers with the same kind of like spiel and the same kind of like lingo when they do like a um, a sponsored reel or a sponsored story or a sponsored post. So I will say that I, in my research, in my market research, I have learned that influencers like to be able to take their own creative control. And again, 
if you're approaching an influencer, then make sure you approach the person who you like their creative work as well. Don't approach somebody who makes photos or pick somebody that makes photos that you don't like or makes these reels that you don't like. Like there is no point in that whatsoever. Again, for a free set of lashes, are you going to expect them to like jump above and beyond? Like you say how high, they say whatever, whatever the saying is. But like you have to be realistic and you have to be fair. So if you want them, maybe you could do like a referral based in the sense that I've talked about referrals in the past and it can be them on their stories like mention my name for a discount and then which you could track how many people come in using their name and then you can give like $10 off for each name and each referral name for this influencer or you can just say free lash set for a reel and two stories you know what I mean so really put yourself in their shoes of what you would do for a free set of lashes and I know some of y'all are crazy some of you would do wild things for a free set of lashes but for somebody who is busy and for someone who most likely gets paid for product reviews or gets paid to put products or clothes or whatever it may be in their content, just keep that in mind. Something else too, which, oh, it could be a little controversial, but I'm going to say it. I personally think that you should pay influencers after the treatment or after the service. So again, this is different if you want to be able to pay someone because there are influencers out there. And again, if you've not done research into the influencer world there are girls who charge five hundred dollars for like a static post there are girls that charge a thousand dollars for a product review reel and there are girls who charge ten thousand dollars for a reel (sighs) influencer marketing is where it's at I mean that's been my dream for so long is to be an influencer but like she's a I'm a busy girl I'm a busy gal so for right now it's not my journey but you can make killer money being an influencer. So so keep that in mind too, because there are also two different type of influencers. There is something called a micro-influencer, and then there's obviously something called a a macro-influencer. So personally, I consider like anything 10,000 followers less than is going to be a micro-influencer, which I will get into why I think they're kind of the best ones to work with. And then you have your macro-influencers, which I would consider to be like 10,000 followers to, I don't, like maybe 100 to 500,000. And then I feel like anything over 500,000, like at that point, you're like celebrity status. So that's a whole different, a whole different level of being an influencer. But have to remember too. So in this, in this instance, the higher the follower count is, the pricier they are going to be. So for instance, like the person who charges $10,000 for a reel, they're going to have like the 500,000 followers. But the person who has 10,000 followers and less will love to take the free gift and would love to take the free lashes. So do really keep that in mind. And something else that I have learned along my journey is that working with micro influencers can be very, very beneficial for you, maybe even more beneficial than working with someone who has more followers than 10,000. Because Micro-influencers are very, very connected to their community. 
They have a smaller community, so they are way more inclined to connect and engage with their community community a little bit more. Think about Kylie Jenner. Like, when is she ever responding to DMs or responding to comments? Like, yesterday I commented on one of my favorite influencers' reels and she liked it and commented back and I felt like a freaking superstar. But I know how busy she is and I, like, know how many followers she has. So in that moment, I that really, like, creates rapport with me and makes me enjoy her even more and like her content even more. But it's like far and few between because I know there's been times where I've liked things, commented things before and I haven't got a response before. So you have to remember that the people who are on the smaller scale have more time in their schedule to build their audience right now. And they're way more likely to take free gifts because they need things to create content with. Like you are essentially giving them a piece of content for them to be like, come and get my lashes done with me today or anything like that. So definitely think about that. And payment, like I would just say either like PayPal or e-transfer or sending an invoice or something like that. So you can pay in credit card. Again, different influencers will prefer to be paid in different ways and will accept payment in different ways too. Now I wanted to get into my experience because like I said, I do have a little bit of tea. So I'm going to tell you my experience from like the beginning of my business to like something very recently, which is what inspired me to create this episode, which is no shade to her, but here we go. I have created a very, very dear friend from working with one of my influencers. So when I first started my lash business, I, like I said, was looking for influencers and I live in a very populated university city. So lots and lots of university and college students where I live. So I really tried to find like these hot university girls that I could give free lashes to and they would post me on their stories and then I would have all the other university girls wanting to get their lashes done with me. And I'd reached out to a few and a lot of them were interested and one of the people who were interested were very interested in that moment. In the moment, I was so excited. I was like, yes, absolutely. I would love to do your lashes. Like, let's do it. Um, her friends that I contacted were like, yes, I would love to in the future. I think when I had messaged, it like wasn't school year yet. So they had said, when we come back to school, we'll definitely like, we'll send you a message or whatever. But this girl must have lived in my city year round. So she was very interested at the time. And she had said, she had these photo shoots coming up and she was really, really interested. She really wanted lashes for the photo shoots. And because she had these shoots going on, she was very happy to like tag me in her stories or tag me in her posts or whatever it may be. And I was like, holy crap. Yes, absolutely. This is amazing. And she then red flag number one was like, I need them like today. Like I need to be squeezed in as soon as possible. And at this point, I just started my business. Yes, but I really, really focused in on getting myself fully booked. And I did, I was able to fully book myself like two to three months into starting my business, which was incredible. But so when she had said, I really need my lashes to be done basically today, I had to like squeeze, like I had to move clients around to accommodate her. And she came to my home studio and she was nice. She it was fine. And again, no payment. I, at this point, I was kind of new in the industry and she wasn't like a a big influencer. She was definitely like a local influencer. So it was just more of like an exchange for time. So she was like, thank you so much. I'm, I love them so much. Like I'll, 
I'll be in contact. I'll send you some pictures and I'll tag you in my post. So I was like, oh, amazing. Sounds great. Thank you so much. Like, lovely meeting you. We can do this in the future as well. And are we drum rolling? Like, can we have any guesses, please? Well, I never got tagged in any posts. There were no stories. There was nothing. I literally just got ripped off a full lash set. I never heard from this girl ever again. I messaged her and I said, hey, like, I haven't seen any of the photos. Um, Please remember to tag me for the free lash set that I gave you. And she literally left me on red. Like, uh, it still irks me to this day. I've been talking about it. But um, so from that experience alone, I learned a lot. I, in this moment, was kind of like jaded by working with influencers and I told myself I wouldn't do it again. So I just kind of left it. But then I had someone who I used to work with back when I used to work at Benefit Brows and when I worked at Sephora, um, she kind of like stumbled into my business. And essentially she used to do lashes as well. And like I said, I worked with her, but we were never like close friends. We were, I feel like it was more of like a colleague relationship. And she used to do lashes as well. So she was sick one weekend and her sister really needed lashes. And she sent her, she sent me a message and it said like, I'm so sick. My sister really needs her lashes done. I was wondering if there's any chance that you would accept her as like a one-time client and fill over my work. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like send your sister in like no problem whatsoever. And her sister was so nice. She's literally one of my good friends now. And I remember in that moment being like, oh my God, like I'm sad. I want her to be my client forever because I loved her so much. And now she is my client and now is one of my good friends. So anyways, going back into it. So when her sister went home, obviously her lashes looked amazing. And then my like past colleague had sent me a message and had said, my sister's lashes look amazing. Can I come for a lash then? And I was like, absolutely. Now, I can't remember if I actually charged her or not. Now, Mackie, if you're listening, this is you. I can't remember if I charged you or not. But what I will say is that I formed like a genuine relationship with my client slash influencer slash friend, which is now we are very good friends. Like I value her friendship so much. I, like I said, I was worried about working with influencers because I was jaded and because I didn't get the benefit out of it. So I was a little nervous to give out like free things or free lashes or whatever it may be. But let me tell you the fact that she valued me just as much as I valued her. She would go on her stories and she would talk about me. She would tell her followers about how much she loved her lashes and she's never had lashes done like that before. And I would know when she would talk about me in her stories because I would be doing lashes and I would sit there and I would look down at my phone and it would be like 20 new followers, 40 new followers, 60 new followers, 100 new followers. And I'm like, holy crap, like what is going on? And now my dear friend Mackie, she has like, I want to say 10 to 15,000 followers. So she was very engaged with her community. Like her community was like ride or dies. They were obsessed with her. So she could easily go and talk on her stories. And then I would get all the influx of followers and influx of bookings. And Mackie was another reason of why I was able to book out so, so well. Like I was able to fully book myself so easily because she put trust in me 
and her clients put trust in her. So equally, those new clients trusted me right from the beginning. So I had an amazing experience with Mackie, which is why I want to now promote working with influencers. And I've learned things along the way to help you not have a bad incident happen. Because I totally believe that like I was lucky, whether it was angels that sent me those girls or whether it was me manifesting this amazing relationship that I now have. But from that amazing experience, I just want to recommend everyone being able to do the same thing. So now I have a recent experience that I wanted to talk about because this one didn't work in my favor again. And I'm like, for goodness sake, Lizzie, like learn from your own mistakes. But I had someone reach out to me recently and she was looking for a local lash artist and she's not from, well, I think she's from our, my city, but she doesn't live in my city. So she's home visiting family. And I had agreed. I said, absolutely. I would love to do your lashes. And at first I was going to offer free lashes for content that I could take in my studio. So again, it's like not me waiting on her to tag me in stories or not me waiting to be tagged in posts. It was me being able to take physical content for myself to use on my own page. So I agreed for that, but then she'd let me know she already had lashes on and I felt bad basically saying that I had done those lashes, which if it was half percent or like 50% my work and 50% another lash text work, I would feel bad posting that. So I said, you know what, like I'll do a fill for you for free if you post me on your stories a couple times, like whether it's like right after the appointment, um, just like an honest opinion or an honest review on how you love your lashes. And then like another story a couple weeks from now to say if your attention was good or not. So I was really hoping in this moment that it could draw some new eyes on me for my online courses that I offer. So I thought, oh, I might be able to get some new students through this. This could be an amazing opportunity. And I was really excited for it. Now it was Christmas and uh, we know it's the busiest time of year. And I moved clients around and I was going to start 30 minutes to 45 minutes earlier than I usually do. And I really bent over backwards for this client. And something that I recommend doing that I did do in this moment was before when I used to book in clients, I used to have like a paper calendar. So when I booked them in, I would just take their name and I would take their Instagram handle. So I had a way to contact them. Now, in those moments, like I don't recommend doing that. But now because I have my online booking, I was able to ask for her email address, her phone number. So I did have a way to contact her, which my advice, take their contact information even if you have pen to paper booking, ask for a phone number and an email address. So from that, that was fine. I booked the appointment in. She got her email from her um, her reminder email. She also got the text message reminder. So I was really, really excited. So the morning rolled around and it is eight o'clock in the morning. I'm getting set up 8.15 and I sent her a message just being like, let me know when you get here. 8.30, nothing. And 8.30 was when the appointment started. So I was like, maybe she's running a couple of minutes late. I'll leave it be. 10 minutes go by, nothing. 15 minutes go by, nothing. So I sent her a quick message on Instagram just to say, hey, just wondering if you're okay. Wondering if you're close by. I have you in for 8.30 today. And I saw on her Instagram, it said active like four hours ago. And then her story was like, going out to the bar and celebrating. And I mean, yes, it's Christmas. I get it. Like, enjoy your your time with friends. Absolutely. And in that moment, I sat there and I was like, I 
think I'm going to get no-showed today. So I sat there for another 15 minutes and at this point it's 30 minutes go by and at this point if you're not here we've already cut a third into our appointment today so I just I can't I cannot do as much work as I could full-time like I'm not going to go over 30 minutes and make all of my other clients suffer through the day. So in this moment I was like ah, oh, I just got no-showed totally like it's whatever this was at least I wasn't getting paid for this. It was just going to help me with exposure. She sent me a message around 10 o'clock and profusely apologized, which I'm really grateful for because in that moment, I was like, I'm either going to be one of two things. I'm either going to be really effing pissed off if I don't get a message from her and I get ghosted. Number two, I will be forgiving if I get an apology. And I'm a pushover and I hate conflict and drama. So Yes, she messaged me and apologized so much and she said she felt so bad and I really appreciated the apology because like I said, I'm a forgiving person, it's fine, stuff happens, whatever, water under the bridge. But in that moment, I thought, make a podcast episode about this and something that I want to recommend if you do want to take influencers is maybe taking a refundable deposit. So I was thinking in that moment, if I would have taken, so right now in my business, I charge a $50 non-refundable deposit, which if you want to cancel your appointment, sorry, you don't get your $50 back. Like you took the time up from somebody else because especially if they cancel like 24 hours before, that's like, it's a lot harder to fill. So right now, like I said, non-refundable, but with influencers, because you're offering to do the set for free, I was thinking that I want to implement this in my business going forward if I do influencers or models to be able to take like a $50 deposit just to make sure that I know they're serious about it. I know they're going to show up. They value my time. They've set the right alarm. Like they're showing up bright eyed, bushy tailed, ready to go because it is work. It's business at the end of the day, especially if they are influencers. Like this is your job. Take it seriously. Like I was saying, maybe in that moment, a a refundable deposit so that when they come in, they have their lashes done, you can either refund their credit card or you can hand them like cash of some sort, wherever it may be, $20, $50, whatever deposit you may want to take. So yes, I really wanted to make this episode because I just had these these thoughts of what I want to change in my business right now. I was like, oh my goodness, I've learned so much through me starting my business and the influencers that I've worked with. So going forward, I hope that you have the courage to work with influencers because like I said, when I was able to work with Mackie in which her Instagram is at Matt Gubbles, I really, really recommend it because she really helped me build my business and grow my business. So find the genuine girls, find the girls who take it seriously, find the girls who do this for work, Find the girls who value small businesses because when they are a micro-influencer, they know what it's like to start off. So they genuinely want to help small businesses who are also starting off. So I hope this gave you some good insights, some good value, some good knowledge for you to implement in your own business going forward. You don't know where to find me on socials. My handle is at Lash Sis Lizzie. On my my link tree on my Instagram bio, I have a waitlist started for business coaching, which I'm so freaking excited for, but I will be enrolling in March. So definitely put your name on the wait list because it is going to be first come first serve, limited seats, and it's also going to be at a pre-sale price. So exciting. I cannot wait to freaking offer this. Have the best freaking weekend, babe. I cannot wait to see you next Friday. Bye.